Hello, you are listening to Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. Welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show, a weekly radio program that spotlights positive real estate development and neighborhood revitalization throughout the city of brotherly love. I'm your host, Derek Hengamil. Jumpstart Philly is a unique community development program that trains, mentors, networks, and provides funding to aspiring real estate developers in seven different Philadelphia neighborhoods, including Germantown, where the program was founded. Jumpstart believes that you can do well by doing good and focus on removing neighborhood blight, scattered site rehab, creating a healthy mix of affordable and market rate housing, and avoiding gentrification through slow, steady growth and keeping wealth local. Interviews are conducted during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series on Monday nights at 7 p.m., held via Zoom webinar. For more information about these events, check out the events page at jumpstartgermantown.com. This week, I will be speaking with Rashida Gray, the designer and owner of Gray Space Interior Design, about staging to sell your rehabbed properties. Her design firm has been featured in publications such as House Beautiful, Apartment Therapy, Architectural Digest, The Philadelphia Inquirer, and more. Additionally, she has appeared on television shows such as HGTV's Flea Market Flip, A&E's Sell This House, and Good Day Philadelphia. She comes to design after a 15-year marketing career and also is the co-founder of a Gray Real Estate Group, a real estate development company founded in 2017 alongside her husband, Jacob Gray. So I really hope you enjoy our conversation and be sure to check out the podcast version of this program at jumpstartgermantown.com media. Uh, for this first episode, I apologize for the microphone quality on my end, but uh, next week we'll have it all fixed up and, and sounded good. So thanks so much and hope you enjoy the show. All right. Hey, Rashida, how's it going? Good to, good to talk to you again. Hi, Derek. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks so much for uh, being willing to be the inaugural guest on our uh, Jumpstart radio show revamp that we're having here. And um, it's great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sure. So um, I just wanted to begin with a little bit of information about you. And I, it, I was wondering if you could tell me, you know, how you got to where you are and what your development path is and, and sort of, you know, how'd you get involved in, in what you're doing now? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, again, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, my name is Rashida Gray. I am CEO and lead designer of Gray Space Interiors. We are a full service design firm based here in the Philadelphia area, and we have been designing homes since 2016. Um, I kind of have a non-traditional path to interior design. I actually started out in the world of marketing, uh, mostly for insurance companies, uh, insurance and financial services for about 15 years. Um, and then I, I had a career shift. Um, so I've been designing now for almost five years. Um, and then um, it's myself. We have our project manager and our design assistant on our team. Cool. And all the work you do is in Philadelphia. Do you, do you have you ventured out into any surrounding areas or just our city? Oh, oh, totally everywhere. <laughs> um, oh, cool. So the Philadelphia area, um, meaning we go as far south as Middletown, Delaware, as far, as far north as 
Newark, New Jersey, um, and everywhere in between. We've actually also done work in Atlanta and a few other places throughout the country as well. So all over. Awesome. Really cool. Um, and, and you have a little bit of like real estate development experience too. You and your husband have, have had some projects under your way, right? Yeah. How could I forget that? So <laughs> <laughs> now that I have um, changed careers, left my full-time job in marketing and picked up interior design full-time, I now have a new side hustle, which is real estate development. So um, my husband and I founded Gray Real Estate Group in 2018, 2017, actually. Um, and we are currently on our third, fourth project. We're on our fourth project, um, all with Jumpstart Germantown. So uh, we are graduates of the program and believe in the program and um, have built our business for three years now uh, within the program. So, yes. Awesome. Well, congratulations. That's that's great to hear there's four projects in just three years since you guys have been doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and we're happy to be helping you along the way. Yeah. Um, great. So so now that we know kind of the background and, and how you got into the whole um, staging business, maybe you can just simply define what is staging and how is it different than what you mainly do, which is interior design? Yeah, sure. So. I would say staging is really the process of decorating your home to really showcase its best assets. Um, and so that involves really adding decor, rearranging furniture, and adding those special touches to make it look very stunning and as best as it can for photos and walkthroughs. Um, it's also looked at as somewhat of a business strategy. It's a marketing tactic to make the home stand out um, from the rest that are on the pro um, on the market. Um, staging is quite different from interior design because with staging, your goal is to make the space appeal to as many buyers as possible. With interior design, your goal is to make the space feel very personalized to the home buyer that currently lives there. So two totally different approaches. One is very neutral and one is very specific. Great. Um, so, so there's a couple of different types of staging, you know, that I've learned from you. And you know, there's in-person staging, there's staging just for photos, and there's staging for walkthroughs, and there's virtual staging. So maybe you could tell me a little bit about what are the pros and cons of each, and and you know what, you know, we talked a little bit about before this about what virtual staging was, and um, you know mm -hmm. how it's becoming less and less of a popular trend, and and maybe you can make the case as to why that is. Yeah. So, um, you know, traditional staging is when you're bringing in physical furniture into a space so that the home buyers or potential home buyers can actually visualize themselves in the space as soon as they see it. Virtual staging does that, but it's done virtually. So there's computer enhanced images to um, digitally place furniture in a space. And staging kind of shot up in popularity, I would say about a year ago, really quickly. It was seen as maybe a less, a lower cost option to staging. And it's it's really neat the way that it can be done really quickly. And most of the time, um, photography companies are the ones who offer the service. Um, but what we have found is that, especially um, talking to a few realtors, you have to be really careful about how you present a virtually staged home on the internet. Um, because oftentimes when the client goes to see this property in person and the furniture is not there, they are totally, you know, there's a negative um, feeling associated with that. 
And then they also can't even visualize once they're there, even though they saw photos on the internet. So as long as you're disclosing that it's virtually staged, that the furniture is not actually there, I think that helps a little bit, but it could hurt you if you virtually stage the potential buyer does not know they come into the home. They're like, this is not what I thought. And they can't get past that. Right. So you just touched on it a little bit um, with saying that, you know, people have this diminished perspective of what the place looks like when there's no furniture in it. So that sounds like the case of why you should stage. Um, so maybe you can tell me a little bit like what you think the biggest reasons are that you should stage every property that you're developing. And that it's, you know, definitely the way to go rather than just, taking pictures of the space and saying, this is what you get, you know? Yeah. Um, what's interesting is that only about 10% of home buyers can actually visualize a space on their own. Now to me as an interior designer, I'm like, what? You can't walk into a space and tell exactly where the sofa should go and what room is <laughs> how. No, right. people can't do that. That's some, that's why they hire designers or stagers. Um, right. And so um, only 10% of people can visualize. So 90% of just not able to tell how they can live in the space immediately. Um, another reason why staging is important is stage homes typically spend 73% less time on the market than a home that's not staged in wow. real time. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I'm sure as our, you know, as our listeners probably know, that is a massive amount of time to be shaving yeah. off of, of the time on the market. I mean, you, I'm sorry, the number you gave was 70%. Is that right? Yeah, 73% less time. So in real time, um, the average time frame that a home is on the market when it's staged is 23 days. And then when it's not staged, it's 102 days. Um, yeah. So that's a huge chunk of time. Almost. We can probably we can probably just end our conversation there, right? <laughs> and say, right. yep, that's why you should stage. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Because, you know, putting on my real estate developer hat, two months of time more on the market is a huge amount of money. Um, you're talking about holding costs in terms of mortgage and interest, as well as utilities and taxes and all of those things. So, you know, if we could all shave two months time off of the time that a property is on the market, then we certainly should do that. Now, this statistic was from 2019, I, I would say it's probably um, improved since then, but still in all, any unnecessary time on the market isn't worth it. You want to get the property moved as fast as possible. Um, you know, buyers typically form an opinion about a home within the first seven to 10 seconds of walking in. And so that first impression with the beautifully staged room that looks lived in and looks like it's welcoming can make such a big difference in how fast your property sells. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I'm sure even if you were able to cut five days off of, you know, the time that it's on the market or 5% of, of that time, it, it's for sure worth it. But other yeah. than just, you know, the financial aspect of it and the, the cutting costs perspective, um, you know, there's gotta be strengths and weaknesses of the home that you can highlight or, you know, diminish or try and hide using staging. So what, what are yeah. some common you know, strategies that stagers use to, to, you know, lift certain parts up or bring other parts down? Is, you know, if you can tell us a little bit about maybe some projects in the past that you had where you've um, used creative ways to, to, to deal with those sorts of problems. There's always creative things to do. <laughs> and right. For example, let's say you have a bedroom and it has 
usually rooms or homes in the Germantown and surrounding areas um, have nice size windows. And so, but sometimes our homes could be next to um, a vacant lot or very close to another brick wall. So, um, you know, in staging, I may position the bed and the bedroom to face the wall that we want to highlight um, and to block away the wall that we don't. So I may use curtains to cover the window that's facing the brick wall and then really do like a nice tall sheer curtain that's really open to focus on another window that has a better view. Um, You can arrange furniture in a way that you want to really um, focus the buyer's attention. Um, If there's like a utility room and you really want to kind of hide that, you can arrange furniture in a way that does that. So there's so many different tricks and tips to get the eye to look elsewhere that we try to exercise in staging um, when we're hiding some weaknesses and highlighting some strengths. Yeah, great. And I want to ask you a little bit more since you are a a real estate developer and you have been, you know, involved in a project from construction to to selling, Um, you know, before you even get to the staging, is changing the layout another way to, you know, do that sort of thing where you're highlighting and and hiding? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I know it's it's probably a, a daunting thing to to tell to a first time real estate developer being like, yeah, you should get an architect to make all these structural changes. But I mean, you not only are you a stager, but you're also an interior designer. So that there's got to be some insight you can provide us on, you know, layout changes and how they can benefit home. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as an interior designer, I am also able to help um, real estate investors and the likes with changing floor plans and furniture layouts um, in a home. So for example, um, my husband and I are currently working on a property for a real estate development company. Um, it's on Carlisle Street. And this property, um, we decided to open up all of the walls in the living room, dining room, into the kitchen. So the first floor is now totally open. And then in the basement, we were actually, um, we decided to um, add a restroom in the basement. Um, and of course, open up walls as well, but add a restroom so that we can finish the basement and add some um, value to the property. Now it's a three bedroom, two bath home. So um, for the first floor to open up the walls, I, as an interior designer, was able to provide a floor plan and even a 3D rendering to our company to make sure that we had the layout correct. But for the basement, because we're adding a bathroom, we had to pull an architect in to sign off on that so that we can get the correct permits. And so if you are kind of opening up walls and not really um, shifting or adding rooms or taking away rooms, you can certainly work with just an interior designer to do that. And then if you want to add um, for permitting purposes, rooms specifically like kitchens and baths, then you may want to work with an architect and we can connect you with one as well um, because we partner with many architects in our design firm. Cool. That's great. Um, So, so, is that something that you, is staging something that you keep in mind throughout the construction development process? You know, are you thinking about, you know, I can sit, if I move this wall, I can fit this size dresser in here and whatnot. Is that, is that something you're constantly thinking about? Yeah, I do. I, I guess instead of saying, I think about how it will be staged, I think about who's going to live there and how they will live. 
Um, and then right. staging follows that too. So I always ask, as a stager, I always ask my staging clients, whether they're real estate developers or current homeowners, who do you envision, or real estate agents, who do you envision living in this space? What's your ideal client? What's your target client? And that's all based on neighborhood and price point and all those things. And so the way that we would design a home, including floor plan, and even some of the finished selections like paint color, tile color, all that matters depend, and all that um, is impacted by who we're designing for, who the target market is. And so if it is a bachelor pad, you know, it's a neighborhood that is known to have lots of singles. It's close to downtown. It's a swanky neighborhood. We may go a bit more modern on the layout and also the finishes that we select tile, flooring, et cetera. But if it's, um, you know, in maybe Germantown or Mount Airy, for example, and it's a, um, maybe a, a, um, like a family home um, for first time home buyers, um, we may go a little different. Maybe we are thinking about ways to um, have like a playroom somewhere in the house that we wouldn't have thought about with the other property. Maybe we decide to go with carpet um, in the bedrooms and we normally would do hardwood throughout. So yes, who we're creating for is important in both the design stage of the flip process um, or the renovation process, as well as the staging phase. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure your marketing background is, is especially helpful for, for that sort of foresight of w during the process, thinking about what sort of person is going to buy it. Cause it's really just like any other business, right? You know, it's like they use market demographics and market research and, and they, they have probably hundreds and hundreds of brainstormings about, Oh, we should make the product this color or make it this shape or put it in this sort of packaging. And it's kind of the same way with a real estate development, right? Yep. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's all about, um, making sure that you are positioning the property in the best way possible to your ideal buyer. Right. And that on top of, you know, the 70% of time yeah. that is cut off at the time on market combined, you know, it's, it sounds like a surefire way to make sure your properties are selling in time. If you're just tuning in, this is an interview with Rashida Gray from Gray Space Interior Design about staging to sell your properties after rehab. Thanks for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. And I hope you're enjoying our discussion. Um, great. So, so now that we covered kind of the why um, of why you should be staging your properties and, and you, you certainly made the case that everybody should be incorporating that into their plans for a development project. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about how and what the actual process is um, for once you finish construction and you're ready to get your property on the market. Um, you know, who, where do you go to start staging or do you do it yourself? You know, if you could talk us through that process a little bit, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. So, um, yes, you make a good point. You have two options, essentially. You can do it yourself or you can hire a professional. Um, let's talk about hiring a professional first. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. you like gray space. You know, essentially, um, you want to kind of plan for staging at the top of the project. And so in your renovation budget, you want to allocate, I would say, anywhere between 5 to 10% of the sales price of the property for staging. Um, generally speaking, staging in our market 
kind of hovers around 2,500 for three complete spaces. Um, and generally that 2,500 will um, allow you to stage for three months. Um, and I've seen, you know, anywhere between 2000 to 3,500, but I think 25 is a sweet spot. Um, so that could be a living room, dining room, and one of the bedrooms, ideally the primary bedroom. Um, and sometimes the kitchen is kind of a part of that just because there aren't, um, many things that you have to do to stage a kitchen. So you want to plan for it early on and budget for it, for it. And then, you know, reach out to a local stager. Um, there's quite a few in our area, including our company, but also um, there is a website that you can go to, to find stagers um, really quickly. It's called the Real Estate Staging Association, also known as RESA, R-E-S-A. And um, you would be able to find stagers through there or just good old Google. Um, so yeah, when you're ready, reach out to a professional stager and they will guide you through the entire process. But if you decide that you want to DIY it and do it yourself, which sometimes, you know, at the end of a renovation project or a construction project, the budget just may not be what you initially anticipated to have remaining for something like that. And so you may have to make some changes hopefully um, you're able to do a few things to get the property to look the best that it can. Essentially, the goal of staging is to declutter and to make it really neutral. And so all of your paint colors should kind of um, reflect that. But then when you're staging, you want to have furniture that enhances the layout of the space. So you want to pick furniture that is to scale, meaning it's the appropriate size. And you also want to pick furniture that highlights the, and maximizes the space. Everything should be bright and fresh. Um, everything should really be um, about keeping the space decluttered. And then also you want to add a small touch of comfort. And so that can be in the form of, you know, um, throw pillows or blankets kind of softly placed on a sofa, anything that makes it feel welcoming and lived in. Um, you want to make sure that there aren't any personalized items like family photos or um, something that's very specific that could be a negative to others. Um, you wanna use very abstract art pieces, things that are very neutral and again, um, appeal to most buyers. Um, don't of staging if you're deciding to stage yourself, I would say, um, we kind of talked about it, just the appropriate size furniture and, and making sure the home is not personal. Great. So I want to go back because, you know, you pre presented two options. There's the one where you go DIY and you take yeah. it under, take it under your belt and do it yourself. And then there's the professional option um, from like a cost effectiveness standpoint, you know, what's the differences between the two? And this is a big question, but um, on the, on the professional side of things, you know, I know you mentioned there's a, like a three month period where mm -hmm. that's like you, you pay for that set period. Does the cost then go up if you you know, don't sell the property after that time? Or is it reduced if you only use it for a week? I'm, I'm just curious about how that um, cost works. And, and maybe that'll help people make the decision of which route to take. Yeah. Um, so yes, after three months, you would extend the contract typically for three more months at a time. Um, gotcha. And um, three months is standard. I'm sure some people start their contracts at less or more. Um, but essentially, you would just add on additional time to lease the furniture. And so it, it probably won't be the same cost that you initially 
purchase the staging at, it would be a lot less because you're just leasing the furniture for an additional three months. Um, and then, um, you know, when you think about doing it yourself, there's a lot of factors. Um, one, it's really cost prohibitive to rent furniture yourself. Um, I've done the research and rental, uh, furniture rental places in the area are, are pretty um, expensive. So you will purchase the furniture or you maybe maybe you could use some of your own furniture. Um, so you have the cost of furniture that you would have to um, you know, have on your own. And you also have the cost of the people to actually install and move the furniture, hang the uh, drapery, hang the artwork, all of those things. And then if you need to store the furniture once you're done, you have that cost as well. So sometimes it's just more cost effective to go with a professional because you don't have to incur all those additional costs. Right. Um, okay, great. Yeah, I think that, that definitely answers that question. Um, and, and then you went into, uh, you know, obviously the professionals are going to know all of your expertise about, um, you know, the do's and do nots of staging and, and what sorts of you know, strategies there are and, and whatnot. Um, but if you are doing it yourself, you know, listen to Rashida. <laughs> Rashida's <laughs> giving you your tip. She's giving yeah. you the tips right now and, and telling you uh, how to do it best. Um, so if you do, are doing it yourself, um, what other advantages come with that? I mean, obviously you have to store it yourself and you have to the physical labor of moving it all in and out um, yeah. on a timely manner. Can you like, like I imagine this is probably a stager's dream is to have uh, sell the, sell the furniture to the person who's moving in. Is that a situation that ever okay. happens? Yeah, it does occasionally. Um, I wouldn't bet on it, but um, I would say I've um, actually the first property that I flipped the buyer um, wanted to purchase the staging furniture. So it does happen every now and again. And that's certainly an advantage um, if you own it and you want to offload it. And the thing with furniture is that, you know, after a couple of uses and a couple of moves, then the furniture may incur some wear and tear. And then also um, styles change with time. And so there is an expiration date on it. So um, I would certainly say, you know, if you have furniture um, and you want to try to sell it, include it in the listing. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that kind of happens once in the blue, not not often. Great. Um, and then I, I just have a few, like, before we finish up here, just a few loose questions um, that are kind of random. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I was curious about it. Um, where does landscaping play into this? You know, is that something a stager, a professional stager would do? Is that something you, you should or should not do when you're staging a property? Do people really care about the, the landscape? I, know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of, you know, typical like row homes that are being developed in Germantown don't have much to work with, but, you know, okay. I'm sure there's got to be some opportunity right there, right? Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at a home, the exterior is the first impression. So it's super important to take care of that. Um, there's, I think, two opportunities to do so. If you're working with an interior designer in the earlier part of the process of the construction with layout and tile and paint and all of those great things, then you can certainly have them look at the exterior of the home too and give you a plan for that. Um, and if you decide to um, just kind of push forward, I would say, and then you're hiring a staging professional at the end of the project, I would say um, ask the staging professional if they would stage the exterior. So there's opportunity to kind of maybe set up a table and chairs um, bistro set on a porch 
or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe just one rocking chair um, or one wicker chair um, or some additional plants on the porch to really help the project to stand out from every other listing that's on the market. The one thing I've noticed, um, I think this is true. I'm not a real estate agent, but I think the first picture on the MLS or on the listing of the property has to be an exterior picture. And if that's the case, you want to make sure that you are also staging the exterior so that you make the best first impression. Okay, great. Um, okay, well, I think that pretty much wraps up everything we need to know from you. Um, and maybe just as an ender here, you have any, you know, I'm sure it's not the most, you know, exciting day-to-day, um, you know, tales of, of staging, but you have any funny stories about staging or any, any you know, least favorite stages or, or anything interesting that's ever happened? <laughs> No funny stories, but kind of like a word to the wise. Um, I just, uh, well, I guess I would say in July, staged a property um, in Germantown. And it's not a funny story, but it's like almost a gas. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a pipe that burst in the basement and we had staging furniture in the basement. Oh um, no. <laughs> yeah. That would be that would be bad even if there was no staging furniture. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, gosh, you know, selfish me, I'm worried about the furniture <laughs> and the real estate developers are worried about the property. So, right. I mean, the good news is that the the leak or the pipe burst happened before they sold the property. So, they were able to fix it. But it was a very scary moment when we weren't sure if all the furniture kind of got washed up in that. So, um, you know, things happen. And as a stager or or interior design professional, um, I have insurance to cover it. So good thing is nothing was damaged, but (laughs) things like that can happen. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's Rashida's last tip of the day is to store your staging equipment above ground, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) All right. insurance right <laughs> yes yeah right one of the two yeah um, okay well well rashida thank you so much for hopping on uh, the call with me and doing this little conversation i think um, people are gonna really enjoy the information they learned and and hopefully we'll speak to you again soon awesome thanks so much okay. for having me here yeah thanks rashida have a good one that concludes my conversation with rashida gray uh from gray space interior design about staging to sell your rehabbed properties. I hope you learned a little bit more about positive real estate development. Next week, I'll be speaking with Chris Johnson from 24-7 Design Group about uh, architecture and when you do and do not need an architect for your development projects. The interviews on this program are recorded during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series, which takes place via Zoom webinar every Monday night at 7 p.m. If you'd like to participate in the live Q&A with our guest, be sure to head to jumpstartgermantown.com events and register for next week's Jumpinar. And if you're interested in starting a Jumpstart program in your own community, visit gojumpstart.org to see our how-to guide and open source training workbook. Thanks so much for listening to the Jumpstart Fairly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM, and be sure to tune in next week.